this is John Yaxley. Welcome to this Methodist podcast for Ellesmere Port. And welcome whoever you are and wherever you are in your life situation. We hope that this time together, this space and place is a help and a blessing to you. Today we are going to consider the life of King David, a well-known man and figure and king respected across world religions, especially the Jewish faith, the Islamic faith and the Christian faith. And we're going to think especially about some words he said as he approached the end of his life. So now we have an opening prayer. Lord God, King of all creation, and the one who spoke life into being through Jesus, we come to you today, thanking you for an opportunity to praise and worship you together. Thanking you for podcasts, laptops, smartphones, and modern technology, which, which help us connect online. Help us to really praise you from our hearts today, however we feel, whatever our life circumstances. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now let's listen in to the song The Potter's Hand by Darlene Zush. I like this song, I love this song. It calls us into the presence of our Lord God in worship.
2 Samuel chapter 23 verses 1 to 7 David's last words These are the last words of David The inspired utterance of David son of Jesse the utterance of a, the man exalted by the most high the man anointed by the God of Jacob, the hero of Israel's songs. The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The Rock of Israel said to me, When one rules over people in righteousness, when he rules in the fear of God, he is like the light of morning at sunrise on a cloudless morning, like the brightness after rain that brings grass from the earth. If my house were not right with God, surely he would not have made with me an everlasting covenant, arranged and secured in every part. Surely he would not bring to fruition my salvation and grant me my every desire. But evil men are all to be cast aside like thorns which are not gathered with the hand. Whoever touches thorns uses a tool of iron or the shaft of a spear. They are burned up where they lie. I grew up in the 1960s. At that time people's speeches and messages usually came or were heard on the television. If people had one the radio or the newspaper or possibly a message might be read on a big poster board as well. I really can't remember that. But for a long time in my life I seemed to be impressed by the power of rhetoric, the way people speak and communicate. Sunday after Sunday as a boy growing up we had different speakers come to our little chapel. They would arrive, climb into the pulpit, it seemed, and speak or preach. Some of them were my relatives and others were not. Some people would come, uh, some preachers would come to tea after a service and we got to know them well. Then as I got a little older, into my teens, twenties, thirties, people like John F. Kennedy, Winston Churchill, and Martin Luther King Jr. really impressed me with their speeches. They could influence people with their words. I nearly forgot Reverend Billy Graham, American evangelist. Winston Churchill would speak to the nation, often at critical times. People would know when that was going to happen and find time in their day to listen to TV or radio, expectantly waiting to hear what would be said. My mum has told me those speeches would have great positive impact because morale would be low and danger of invasion was real. What would Winston say? Well, one time he said we will defend this island of ours whatever the cost, etc, etc. 
the impact of his speeches has gone down in history. King David was close to death. Maybe you have been present as a person close to you died. My dad couldn't speak at that time, but he did nod at me when I reminded him that I loved him and so did his family. Several weeks earlier, Dad told a consultant who said he had untreatable cancer that he was trusting God to see him through. People close to death say powerful things. History remembers David as a great warrior, king and leader. Someone who had defeated and killed Goliath when just a boy. Someone who had defended his flock of sheep from wild animals successfully. David, who hid from King Saul in caves, triumphed over Philistines and other tribes, and gave Israel peace on all sides. A man who committed adultery with Bathsheba, and who found forgiveness in confessing to the Lord God. Someone who didn't always do well with his own family either. So, a great leader with a strong faith in God, who also showed himself to be human with failings. Ultimately, someone who was remembered as a leader after God's own heart. What would this great leader and King say as he approached death? Here's three things I want to mention. Firstly, anointing by God. David recognised that he was anointed by God to lead. 2 Samuel 23 verse 1, which we already heard this morning, today. The inspired utterance of David, son of Jesse, the utterance of the man exalted by the Most High, the man anointed by the God of Jacob, any of us who lead, and I would suggest all of us lead in some way, shape or form, in our families, in our workplaces and communities, any of us who lead are only in the position because the Lord God has put us there, allows us to be there. So there's need for humility and there's accountability for our lives and actions to God. David was put in position or anointed by the prophet Samuel when just a boy. But it was God ultimately who anointed him. Secondly, righteousness. 2 Samuel 23 verses 3 and 4 read like this. When one rules over the people in righteousness, when he rules in the fear of God, he is like the light of the morning at sunrise on a cloudless morning, like the brightness after rain. Righteousness is defined as goodness, decency and integrity. Now the four people I mentioned earlier, John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King Jr., Winston Churchill and Billy Graham had those qualities, I think. And the challenge for us uh, today is to look into our lives. 
consider our situations and question our own goodness, decency and integrity. It's so easy to be critical of leaders, both worldwide and more locally. And we do see criticism, often through the media, which is perhaps over the top. Our scriptures remind us that we are to pray for those in authority, those who rule over us. 1 Timothy 2 verse 1 to 4 I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all goodness and holiness. Think about David's life. He lived in the household of King Saul. He was submissive to him, respectful of him. Even at one point, to not touching Saul, who he found asleep in a cave, when Saul was seeking to kill him. David would not lay a hand on him, because Saul was the Lord's anointed one. David waited until God's time for himself to be king. He was a righteous leader. My third point, David recognises that God speaks through him. The spirit of the Lord spoke through me, we read in 2 Samuel 23. His word was on my tongue. I don't know if Winston Churchill recognised that, or John F. Kennedy. I strongly believe Martin Luther King Jr. did, and Billy Graham did too. Those of us who lead, perhaps I should say, who stand up and speak publicly, those who preach, we should recognise that we don't have the words, the gift, the ability, the wisdom in ourselves. It comes from God. He does speak through us. King David recognised he was anointed by God. He knew the importance of ruling in a righteous way. And he was humble enough to say that God, the Lord God, was speaking through him. So here's a moment to pause and to reflect and for us to ask ourselves, whatever our name, wherever we are in life, whatever our standing in our family and community, am I conscious that I am where I am because God has put me there, because he has anointed me to that place? Am I, with God's help, living a righteous life, a life of integrity? And do I give credit or glory to God because he speaks through me and lives through me? Amen. Okay. So it seemed really appropriate to today to have the words of the Lord's Prayer. So do follow or listen in. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Now let's listen to the words of the song. One more step along the world I go. So in closing today, I have highlighted some good leaders and speakers and I've just realised all of them are men and I wanted to say to you, I have been positively influenced by many women in my life. Several leaders in healthcare, 
where I worked as a nurse, two aunts in my family, one a minister and the other a missionary. I am also aware of King David's failings regarding adultery and leadership for his family. And I want to reflect on that as I close in prayer. Shall we pray? Merciful God, you know us and our lives in every detail. You are aware of wrong thoughts, deeds and attitudes. Thank you that you call us to yourself. You draw us close and want to wrap us in your loving embrace. Thank you that when we confess our failings to you, you faithfully forgive and start us on the road of life again, one step at a time. So help us to be the person today and always that you want and call us to be. And now for a closing prayer. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. <laughs>